0: We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. It's a pleasure to have you along. Let's talk some James Madison women's golf as they opened up their spring season earlier this week and picked up a championship as they won the Oyster Shuck match play, defeated Western Carolina 3-2 in the final after winning the first two fairly easily. Let's talk to Tommy Baker, now the head coach of the Jamie women's golf team.
1: Coach, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Dave? Thanks I'm, for having
0: us on. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I'm doing great as well. And obviously, a great start to the spring for you guys. we you can't be mad with getting a championship to open up spring play, right?
1: No, you're never, you're never mad with that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that just the home for you know really what we've been building on for these last five years, but especially these last two seasons building on those, and um, it, it's great to start the spring, you know, knowing that you know our championship's coming up in April and really trying to make a, an impact within the Sun Belt Conference. You know, let's talk,
0: I want to talk about this, obviously, this week, but let's go back, and obviously you guys had such a great season a year ago. Um, you had some really good good stuff happen in the summer with your kids, playing different places and, and going to different events. They played really well. How, how did the off season go for you guys, including um, your, your fall season and everything? Were you happy for the most part with how things have progressed up until this point?
1: I think we had our, you know, truth be told, we had our you know, ups and downs in the fall. I think we, we played well. Um, did we play as well statistically as we did a year ago? Probably not quite there. We've, we had a few ups and downs. You know, we had, you know, who was a freshman last year, Tatum, coming off an injury and, um, you know, bringing in a new freshman this year. So we, we had some roller coasters um, out there. We probably didn't play as consistent as we would like. But, you know, I think, you know, that's what we really focused on in the off season is challenging them in, in new ways and, you know, not necessarily swing-wise, but really the, the mindset and the mentality um, side of the game, you know, focusing on expectations and tempering those and really just controlling your own destiny and controlling your controllables. And I think, you know, this, this showcase we put on at the Oyster Shuck, has, you know, was a exhibit of all that work we did in the offseason. Yeah, no question.
0: You mentioned Tatum. How's she doing right now?
1: Uh, she's doing well. Uh, right. Truthfully, her fall striking is as good as it's been in a long time, probably since she stepped foot on campus. Uh, in the fall, there was a little bit of. You know, she came off the the broken wrist, and that set her back for for weeks and months. And um, she kind of came into it, came into the fall with some, you know, I guess swing flaws due to that, trying to kind of cater to that injury. And um, I think this offseason she's done a phenomenal job getting back. She's got her club head speed up, ball speeds up. So you know everything's looking good for her, trending in the right direction this
0: spring. Yeah, I was just hoping she was doing okay from from the uh, the the injury that she did have. So it sounds like she's doing much better. But you know, and, and just kind of talk about this past week for you guys. Obviously, you opened up the first couple matches on Monday. Um, not much wrong, winning five nothing and four and a half to a half against Sanford. Uh, talk about Monday a little bit, and you guys kind of cruised to some easy victories there.
1: Yeah, we we knew we you know we had a favorable matchup. We came in as the number one seed, and you know obviously that's always what you you strive for in, in these events. And you know we were we were lucky to get it. And so you know what I did is you know myself and my assistant, we really challenged the team to come out fast and to not just kind of lack of better terms, take it easy and play down to your competition because you know you're playing 36 holes that first day. You're playing two matches, so if you know going into the citadel match we we took it lightly and played down to our competition which does happen quite often in match play uh you know we we would not be prepared we at all for that second match and you know knowing Sanford, i I know a lot of the girls on that team from the recruiting base and a lot of them were in our spreadsheet so we we know they're very capable players had you know three or four players with like 74 averages so we, we knew they could come out there and they could beat us if we didn't take that morning match seriously and you know, truth be told, the first three holes, I saw some shots I haven't seen in a long time from our team. We didn't come out quite as hot as I would like, but uh, you know, testament to the players. And you know, they when we were, when they were challenged from the coaching staff, they flipped the switch and really turned it out, really turned it on coming down the stretch and finished the match off pretty handily.
0: Okay, we're talking with Tommy Baker. He's the women's golf coach at James Madison. They picked up a team championship this past week at the Oyster Shuck Match Play down in Charleston. And you know, with talk about match play, and and do you. Do you look at the other opponent? And, and obviously, on the PGA Tour and stuff like that, I mean, they're going to look at, at different opponents and, and maybe do different things. How about you and, and trying to match different kids to the other team? Do you do any of that with your match
1: play? Oh, you, you've you hit the nail on the head there, Dave. <laughs> I am probably a third when it comes to this because this is like the one time out of the year where coaches, you know, golf coaches get to be like other coaches. Right, yeah. You create strategies. You do your research. You, in other words, you scout. Like you know, I have probably about a, I had about a ten-page spreadsheet um, regarding one, you know, about a page for each team, and then players that they played in the past and how they resulted and how they fared. And um, so you look at you know the players and that their opponents and how what their statistics are. You some of them, like I said, with you know Stanford, I knew a lot of the personalities and you know teams like UNC Greensboro who we didn't face. I knew a lot of those players and. So you definitely know your own players' personalities, their own strengths and weaknesses. So there's definitely a strategy input to to where you put these players and who they're playing. Um, So the the way it's done, you know, we get, you know, the number one seed gets the first pick, and you get to put down a player. But as the number one seed, you also get the opportunity to defer. And Mm. when you get to do that, you know, the other team puts down a player, and you get to match it. So since there's five players, if you defer it, the the other team gets to put down three players they want, and you get to match it the way you want three times. So um, definitely the the strategy to take there is to defer. So that way you get three matches set up exactly the way you want it to the best of your ability. And, um, you know, fortunately for all three matches, I was able to defer. And um, we, we pretty much got, I'd say, of the 15 matchups, probably about 12 of the 15 exactly the way we wanted them. How big a nerd are you? Uh, unfortunately, when it comes to numbers, it's pretty pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty pretty nerdy. I gotta say. I, I'm glad
0: because I am too. I love stats and numbers and everything like that. But is this is that fun for you to be able to do that and have your spreadsheet and really kind of go after it?
1: I love it. Like yeah. it's just something you know. I was kind of that kid growing up with NCAA football on Xbox. I was create <laughs> a team, create a dynasty from Absolutely. like the worst division one program possible, and try to try to build it up over twenty seasons. It's just always been the way I've been geared I, I love building programs I love taking over programs and just changing things and you know just creating stuff that people don't say is possible and match play you know, plays right into those hands
0: for me. Yeah, no question. Yeah, I, I knew I liked you for a reason. <laughs> I did the same <laughs> stuff. <laughs> we're talking to Tommy Baker again. He's a women's golf coach at JMU as they won the Oyster Shuck match play earlier this week. And, you know, I wasn't even planning on going to this, but, but since we're talking about it, and we'll talk about the Western Carolina match in a second. Talk about analytics in golf and, and how much you really dive into that and, and everything. Do you do that quite a bit with your team?
1: I do. Um, I think it. you have to know... Again, you have to know your players. Um, I would say there's a handful of players on our roster that can't handle too much of the statistics and analytics and strokes gained numbers. But then there's, you know, a third of the roster that just eats it up. Um, strokes gained is a statistic that probably became relevant five to six years ago on the PGA Tour. And for many of the years, uh, up until about two years ago, strokes gained wasn't really keeping track on the LPGA Tour. And now it's starting to, to gain some lug uh, Gain uh, some ground and you know common knowledge. So it's great to see those numbers and strokes gained is a, a, statistic that really just breaks down the position you are on the golf course and what the relative par is in that position. So I'm not going to get into the deep <laughs> of it, but um, it's it's really nice because it you know just to say hypothetically you're in the middle of the fairway. Out of a hundred players, maybe par now is three point nine nine, and if you're in the rough, maybe it's four point one two. So right. there's some relative numbers there, and um, knowing how to take advantage of certain holes by hitting the fairway that that bodes to um, uh, probably more successful numbers. Hmm.
0: That's that's interesting. I I could talk to you about that for a long time, but we won't <laughs> we won't bore our listeners <laughs> with, with too much of that. <laughs> We're talking to Tommy Baker, women's golf coach at James Madison. Again, they won the Oyster Shuck Match Play uh, earlier this week down in Charleston, South Carolina pretty easy on monday but but tuesday was a different story the championship match against western carolina had a battle back i'm I'm guessing that was a little nerve-wracking wasn't it
1: oh let's just say it was a it was a rough day i didn't eat a lot that day i (laughs) can't lie and um it was you know courtney has done a phenomenal job at western and you know she took over the same time i took over here and you know she's brought that program from you know the depth of division one to you know a top 90 program and that that's kudos to her and she's She's got a lot of great players and I knew that, you know, maybe that first day would be easier for us, but I also knew if we, if we played Western Carolina, it was going to be a challenge. And, you know, that's the beauty and agony of match play because it doesn't matter how far you hit the golf ball. It doesn't matter how, you know, pretty your golf swing is. It just matters how you get it done. And she's got a team that's full of players that are just scrappy and it's not always pretty, but they just get it done. And, um for a team like us who hits at 260 270 it kind of wears on us mentally and i knew that was gonna be a challenge so the coaching staff we definitely you know tried to open up our eyes or our players eyes early and let them know that hey it doesn't that doesn't matter it's you know it's about getting the ball in the hole and um really flipping the switch when you need to and it was it was fun i'll tell you that
0: yeah i bet it was and and to have your senior come through and and rally and and get the the clinching point on the 19th hole that had to be a lot of fun too
1: Oh man, that was a, that was their first hand. Um, you know, it was about seven holes into the match and we were, you know, we were up in two matches. Kaylee was up handedly and Kendall, you know, she's our, she's our iron horse and she's our stalwart. She, she's going to pull it out. We trust her 100%. So we felt good in those two matches. And at that time, Haley was down in her match and Amelia was down in her match. So, you know, I had to make that executive call, and I was like, all right, I'm committing to walk with Kate because she was one down at that point. So we were down in three matches, but Kate's match seemed to be the one that was, you know, where it could teeter either way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after 11 holes, she's three down. And, you know, for those first four or five holes I walked with her, I didn't give her any advice. I didn't try to change any swing stuff. I just let her vent. I just let her talk, get all of those emotions she was holding in out. Um, because in match play, you're just playing your opponent, and they're not really talking to you. So, you know, knowing Kate the way we do, we know she, you know, analyzes a lot. She's a perfectionist by nature, which makes her great in many things and um and she was struggling. She she was holding in a lot and I just gave her the opportunity to get it all out and um testament to her. You know, on whole twelve she birdied it and that was she looked at me and she said, let's go. And at that at that point I knew we were we were good to go coming down the stretch, but she still didn't make it easy. You know, we pulled <laughs> out the bunker on seven sixteen and then a western player holds out 40 feet for birdie to top it off and it's like wow this is this is going to go down to the stretch and it was nerve-wracking but I tell you what I, I wouldn't want another player in that position at that time.
0: Yeah Kate, Kate Owens came through for you no doubt into clinch it. and you mentioned Kendall Turner she she went 3-0 on the week as well um, she's just she's so steady isn't she all the time?
1: All the time um, you know what you're going to get and you're going to get 110 percent every single day and um, whether she's healthy, sick, whatever it might be, you're, she's going to give you everything she's got. And, you know, as a coach and, you know, my, I know speaking for my assistant here, that that's all we can ever ask. Uh, she does everything. She puts her nose down and does work and never asks why she just does it. And it's kind of the, the way she was raised It's a testament to her, her parents and her family. And, you know, it, it's fun to have someone like that on the roster. And, you know, the, the blessing is she gets to come back one more year for her fifth year in COVID. And it's, you know, thankful to have her for one more season.
0: Okay, we're talking with Tommy Baker, women's golf coach at James Madison, and you know, talk about just your team and, and how the competition is. Again, you have the five that play this week, but you've got many more that are challenging them. Is it? Are, are you having some great competition um, on on the on the practice screen, the driving range when you go and play practice rounds? Is, is are you seeing that? Is this about a deepest team as you've had?
1: It's in 15 years of coaching, with hands down, um, not only just here, but it's the deepest team I've ever coached and. I knew coming in, I I mentioned it on my job interview to, you know, Jeff Polgrace and Jeff Warren that, you know, depth is something we really need here. And, you know, just having that flexibility and trust in your players to know that, you know, this week we could have had 32 different lineups and I felt comfortable with every single one of them um, out there playing match play and, you know, stroke play. It's pretty much the same thing. We've got players who at any given point can get hot. And so, you know, right before you know this interview we were you know my sister and i were planning out qualifying for the unc wilmington event and it's just about getting in the round giving them that opportunity and um that's the beauty of golf and also the agony because you can get hot and you can get cold at any given point but uh the beautiful thing is we have depth and we have you know quality depth that you know we can plug and play just like we did in the fall and um you know just like we had to deal with last year when tatum uh, had her injury we were able to plug in kaylee and carly and you know, we didn't we didn't drop a beat. And, um, I think that's you know that's a blessing we have here, and you know that you know depth wise, you know I'd say we're you know towards the top of the conference regarding depth. You
0: mentioned Kaylee. I wanted to ask about her. Has she made a big jump from because so many kids in, in every sport make huge jumps from their freshman to their sophomore year? Have you seen that with, with her?
1: Oh, I could. You know, this could be a whole separate podcast if you really <laughs> we're talking about. Um, you know, I, I love her. I love you know her story. I love her family and. Um, I think everything she's been through in life is a testament to who she is as a person now. And um, her freshman year, she she had her ups and downs. You know, she was a junior player who, you know, I I fell in love with the first time I saw her. I was watching Kendall Turner, and in this final group of a, a PKB event, and uh, this is when Kendall was a senior about to sign her NLI i'm like who is who's this girl out driving kendall by 30 yards and you know at this time i'm you know just putting her in the spreadsheet like i said and um (laughs) tabs on her i felt she was under recruited and you know it was i kept her we got her on campus and she was kind of a late addition to the class at tatum and um she's been someone who you know she's gonna when kendall turner leaves without a doubt you know she's up there tied with kendall and when she leaves she's gonna be the the hardest worker on the team there's no question about it and her future is high. And, you know, as a coaching staff, we, we've, we've, we've challenged her. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, she's had early on, she was tough on herself, which, you know, a lot of perfectionists are, but, you know, we've also had to teach her to have a little more fun out there on the golf course. And you see it, you see it now, you see her smiling, you see, you know, less, you know, you know, intensity, which, you know, isn't always the best thing, but you know, the fact that she's smiling out on the golf course, the, the future, the future is bright for her and I can't wait to see what it holds and, or the way she's made up mentally, we, you know, this, you know, it's public knowledge. I'm going to say this now that we put her against the number one player in every single match intentionally hmm. because that's, that's how much we believe in her and how much we believe in her ball striking and her mentality and her mindset. To not care who she's playing, she's just going to go out there and try to beat them. And I think that's a true testament to who she is.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Again, and she won two and, and had one all that was all square. So, I mean, she played really well mm-hmm. this week. So we're talking to Tommy Baker again, women's golf coach at JMU. and as you get set and you have a little bit of time now before you you, you play again and have tournament play coming up here in, in, in March, but you mentioned the qualifying. Talk about how you go about that with your team. Do you just play rounds and, and the top five move on? How do you do it?
1: Well, uh, it's, you know, it, it's written in black and white, so I try to hold myself to it. I want the best five players out there every single week, and um, how you do that is you have them go out there and you play head to head against your teammates, and you have like the little mini tournament, so to speak, and you know, we'll have all nine tee it up and we'll kind of, you know, pretty much just lock it in and say, Hey, the, the top three or four scores over those three, four, five rounds, whatever we might place, are in. And that last spot might be a coach's pick. And 99% of the time, that coach's pick is going to be that fifth score, but maybe someone comes down with a cold or mm-hmm. um, something like that during the midst of it because qualifying can take up to two weeks. And um, we want to give everybody that fair shot. And, you know, I think it's, the best way to do it is to get them out there and play head to head. And um, I haven't. I see coaches who try other ways, and it's just not as successful. And I think it's it's an easier when players don't make it. I think it's easier to accept when you know you you just didn't put up the numbers yourself, rather than your your coach picking someone over you. Yeah,
0: no question. I, I'm with you on that. Again, the Dukes won earlier this week. at The Oyster Shuck match play down in Charleston. They're off until March the 13th and 14th. They'll play at the River Landing Golf Club at the River Landing Classic, hosted by UNCW. They won that event last year, so no pressure for Coach Baker and his team to go back down and defend that title. So uh, a lot to look forward to. It's a great start to this, to the spring season, obviously, this week. But, Coach, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. We'll catch up again soon.
1: Of course. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.